0: Well, I guess that's it for the intro, so sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of Voices in My Head. Hey friends, welcome back to Voices in My Head. I'm back from hiatus, and this is going to be a very special episode with my friend and very special guest artist, Weston Skaggs. Going to get to that interview in just a few minutes here. He has a great new single out. But before I do, I want to remind you all that at the time of recording this, that this coming Friday, the 23rd of July, I have a brand new single, Shine a Light in the Darkness, coming out, streaming everywhere. So you can get it on uh, Bandcamp, which actually, if you are a subscriber on Bandcamp or if you follow me on Bandcamp, I've already released it on there. Surprise. So if you want to go on and pay a dollar, you can actually go ahead and download the song and get it there. That's just a surprise for those of you that follow on Bandcamp. Uh, But for the rest of you, uh, if you listen on Apple Music or if you listen on Spotify or Amazon Music or all those different places, uh, on Friday, you can start streaming the song Shine a Light in the Darkness. There's a new music video for it, which we had a whole lot of fun filming. I hope you enjoy it. We really had a lot of fun making this song, and I uh, hope you enjoy the press release. It's going to be coming out soon about it. hope we're going to be getting a lot of coverage for it. Uh, I'm so glad to see that a lot of radio stations are picking up on it. We already have uh, charted on a couple of radio charts, and I just uh, couldn't be happier uh, with seeing all of the great feedback that the song is getting, even leading up to its release uh, from the radio markets. So uh, yeah, great way to come back. From this hiatus from the Voices in My Head podcast, got some great guests coming up on the show. But today, here on Voices in My Head, we have Weston Skaggs, and he has a great new single himself that just came out this past Friday. It's called "Rich Man." You're going to hear all about it, and at the end of the show, we're going to actually play the single for you. I hope all of you will go and add it to your streaming uh, platforms, whether it be Spotify or iTunes or Amazon or any of those places that I've mentioned before. You know where you listen to music. Go and find it. Listen to it. It's a great song. Weston Skaggs is a great artist and uh, he really deserves a follow from you. He's really got a great heart, a great message, and makes some great music. So without any further hesitation, here's my conversation with Weston Skaggs.
1: Oh, to you, rich man. You worship comfort and- Ignore the struggle of other citizens. Woe to you, rich man. It would be easier for you to pass through a needle's eye than for you to enter into paradise.
0: Welcome back to Voices in My Head. As always, I'm your host, Rick Lee James. I'm back from my short hiatus, and I'm so glad that all of you are here with us again today for what I know is going to be another excellent conversation today with my old friend Weston Skaggs. Weston has a great new single out. It's called Rich Man. It's on Old Bear Records, and it just released on July 16th. It's a brand new song. It's profound, and I'm looking forward to not only sharing with you today on the show, but also getting to go a little bit more in-depth in the song and catching up with Weston. It's been a while since we had a chance to sit down and talk. So we're going to do that today on the show. So thank you for listening to Voices in My Head. And we're going to go right into our conversation today. Weston Skaggs, welcome back to Voices in My Head.
2: Rick, thank you for having me. It's good to see you.
0: It's good to see you too, and listeners, in case you're wondering, we are actually seeing each other, even though you're only hearing the audio today. I'm trying out Zoom today. You wouldn't know this if you listen, but I've been recording over Skype for a long time, and we're trying it over Zoom today. I'm catching up with the rest of the world and and recording over Zoom, so we actually get to see each other as guests today, so uh, whether that's good or not, I don't know. I'm sorry maybe that you have to see me, but uh, you know. Uh, it's it nice to see your smiling face anyway. The last time that we did this, I think, as an actual podcast, we really did do this face to face in person. And we were at the yeah. Getty Music Conference, and I think that was in 2000. Was it 18 or 19? I can't even remember. Uh, it must have been, I think
2: it was 19 because I think, yeah, because I think that was the last time that because they canceled last year, yes, I think, yeah, yeah
0: that was the last time yeah, they so. did it because the pandemic yeah. hit and none of us got to go. So that would have been it for sure.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and so you and I, then we actually, I, I remember that day very well because we were sitting in kind of a press room where we got to talk and, and share together, but we also had the unique opportunity. I remember Johnny Erickson Tata was in the room with us. And before yeah. you and I actually did our conversation, we got to kind of eavesdrop on a conversation with her. And that that was just a really special day for me because she's an amazing lady, a pretty powerful speaker anyway. And uh, I I think both of us probably remember that moment and probably will uh, for the rest of our lives, just some of the really unique things that she had to say. So we, we kind of uh, we were kind of stowaways in that conversation that day, but it was a neat time for sure. Yeah, Um, that
2: was a special few days. It was good to good to spend time with you in person after being connected for uh, online and that's just always valuable to to be in person and break bread with uh, with people in that way and then yeah we had some of those moments where that was really uh, special to hear her testimony kind of firsthand there right in the room with us yeah. So
0: yeah that was really really cool well, I want to get into your new single right away. As I said at the beginning of our time together today, it just released on July 16th. Uh, it's through Old Bear Records, and it's a song called Rich Man. So if you're listening right now, uh, I am going to play it as we close out the show today. If you're if you're wondering uh, what it sounds like, but that shouldn't stop anyone listening today from going to all of the streaming outlets that you listen to and hitting that little heart or whatever. Uh, it is on the function that you use and listening to it, saving it and playing it because you're going to want to hear it again and again. There's a lot of meat to this song, and I think you have to listen to it a couple times through. Um, it's really based off of, uh, really, I think Jesus is teaching in Luke six twenty four about you know, woe woe to you who are rich. And um, and honestly, when I listen to it, I think, uh oh. He's preaching at me uh, in, in some ways because I think all of us, whether we like to admit it or not, just, just where we live, this part of the world, those of us who are, um, I, I guess, maybe fortunate enough to, to live in the United States of America, um, just by virtue of being where we are, we are kind of considered rich to the rest of the world on some level. You know, I was talking about this with a friend the other day that works with Compassionate Ministries around the world and not rich by any means when it comes to the standards of uh, what we would consider rich in our nations, not Bill Gates and, and not, um, I've forgotten the guy that Bezos, you know, who runs Amazon, not anything even like that. And as a matter of fact, even by the standards of American neighborhoods, they live very modestly. But when his kids ask him, you know, are we rich? He says, yeah, we are because he's used to going to Ethiopia and he's used to going to, you know, uh, neighborhoods around the world where there's refugees and people in crisis. And, and I think that's maybe a difficult thing for us sometimes, especially in like uh, the white evangelical church sometimes in America to just look and go, wow. Maybe Jesus is speaking to us right now, you know, in this parable when we talk about the rich man and some of these things. So so I'm going to be quiet for a minute and let you talk about your own song. But I'm here to say it's gotten me thinking as I have been listening to it. And I think that's the mark of a good song for sure. But I want you to talk to us a bit about your song today. Tell us about rich man and some of the the roots, some of the behind the music about this song and where it comes from.
2: Thanks for saying that. Um, This uh, song I started writing, I think it was 2018. And at the time, uh, I think I had the first two verses of it kind of came out pretty straightforward. I was thinking about maybe a lack of, uh, the term prophetic gets thrown around a lot with modern Christian music. And it's usually in relation to like worship Music usually as a form of like blessing like prophetic blessing music but uh when we actually look at prophecy in the in the bible the writings of the prophets and and jesus uh pronunciation that he makes uh it's often uh a little bleak for (laughs) those receiving the warning it's often a warning Mm -hmm. uh if anything and uh so I thought it was started thinking about writing a song with that in mind as a, as a warning. And I think in the tradition of uh, folk music, that's very common warnings and are common in protest songs, you know, by Dylan and Joan Baez and uh, Woody Guthrie and others, you know, but uh, it definitely doesn't lend itself to pop music. Mm -hmm. I don't think uh, because it's not, the most feel good type of thing. And so it's kind of definitely faded out of, uh, Christian music. I think rock and roll is still willing to protest things at times, but, uh, so anyway, kind of protest and warning, uh, as a form of song I thought was interesting. And so I started writing about, uh, woe to you rich man and woe to the Pharisees and, Really, that came out of uh, just uh, the, uh, it almost felt like I was being strangled by the tension in our country over the last five years and just the heavy uh, tone of of meanness that can come out from uh, even good Christian people you know, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, good Christian people. (laughs) And in thinking about how Jesus would tell parables or talk to uh, the Pharisees, none of them knew that they were the bad guys in those Mm. stories. right? Right. You know, and quite often the parable will be a story that has a turn in it where, you know, say like with Nathan's parable to David, about his sin, he's like, you know, tells this story of uh of a rich man who takes a poor man's only sheep, you know. And mm-hmm. well, who wouldn't be upset about that? You know, because when you see it in somebody else, you naturally your righteous indignation rises up, you know, and then by the end of the story he realizes it's him. And a lot of Jesus' parables do that same thing where they start you on their side, you know the religious people are loving the fact that the prodigal has just ruined his life. They love that. They're like, yeah, that's what happens when you walk away Mm. and what crushes the religious people is realizing that they're the older brother who doesn't want to see him come back. Right. And so in a way, the song turned itself on me in that way, because I think it's very easy for us to have a righteous energy righteous indignation against who we perceive to be rich without considering that it's us, Mm. you know, and uh, it's very easy for us to have a righteous indignation about people we think are more legalistic than us, more pharisaical than us and not realize that maybe I'm doing that with other, other people. But as Mm. I initially wrote those verses, it was more of protest than of looking at myself. And then I wrote the third verse, which is, uh, woe to you church blue and red which really uh was my heart like it's just so rent by everything that's gone on uh in our country the last five years and just the fracturing and uh the factions of uh christians who are defined by um by things other than Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. and it can be liberal Christians or conservative Christians who are identifying themselves by something other than uh, the person of Jesus. Cause I think Jesus doesn't fit in either of those boxes, particularly. And it's yeah. not that Jesus fits in a moderate box either, because he's not, he's radically radical grace and mercy and, uh, and he's radical holiness too. So, yeah, um, so I wrote that verse, woe to you blue and red, uh, church blue and red and at that point i was like i don't know this song is maybe too heavy-handed you mm. know um i don't know if i'll ever put this out and then i wrote the last verse because then i thought of the other use of the word woe uh or one of the others was isaiah when he realized the holiness of god and he said woe to me yeah i'm a sinner you mm. know who and i think that's the key to um the key to real to for those of us that have all this energy wanting to change the world wanting to impact the world and and see change is that the only thing that we can that we are promised that we can affect is change in ourselves through the grace of the spirit you know Mm -hmm. and that has to be done through humility so in a way the song kind of became a trojan horse yeah, You know, because there may be people who who hear the first few verses and are like, yeah, get them, get them. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but if you don't, if you don't decry something without also self purification, exactly. uh, it's empty. And that's one of uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, tenets of peaceful protest was that one of their first things they would do is they would engage in corporate self-purification and examination, you know, on the individual and corporate level yeah. to see, even though this horrible injustice is going on, is there any way in which we are a part of mm. this play into this? And, uh, so it's, it would have been easy to just leave it as a protest song that decries something, but without self-examination, I think that's really where the gospel, um, comes into it more than just decrying the wrongs
3: yeah
0: yeah no I, that's so good and you know if i may i'm gonna i'm gonna piggyback on your song just a little bit because I, at the time yeah. of recording this next friday i have a new song coming out too and it's it's very yeah. similar in that that it's it's almost a finger pointing song it started out that way and then it turned into like oh no this is a song aimed at me just as much as anybody because it's because the song starts out with the one that I have releasing, it's called Shine a Light in the Darkness, and it could very easily be construed. Uh, my lyrics start with, you know, you've been ignoring the truth, you know, been a pretender for way too long. You got to be what you claim to be. Are you a child of hell or a, are you a son of hell or a child of the king is is how it goes. But yeah. if you if you listen to my lyrics and I'm not going to make this all about my song, but I'm no, I'm, so. I'm relating it. I'm relating it to yours because I started getting convicted as I was writing it. This actually is a song from Jesus to me and the church. It's not a song from me pointing to other people. And one of my favorite Rich Mullins lyrics actually says, you know, there's no pointing, pointing. There's no point in pointing fingers unless you're pointing to the truth uh, is, is one of my very favorite Rich Mullins lyrics. And, uh, and I, I think that comes out very clearly because I struggled in that same way. Um, It can be so easy for us To sit down and go, man, uh, I I hope they're hearing that. And how many times have we been in church and felt that same way at a sermon, uh, where we go, (laughs) boy, I hope that person on row three is hearing this today because they really need to be um, repenting. And at the (laughs) and what we need to maybe be hearing is that might be true. Person in row three, you know, they may very well need to hear it. But the fact is, uh, the person who's thinking those thoughts about that person in row three, um, I also need to be hearing that word. I'm not escaping that same prophetic message that's coming my way today. And the person behind the pulpit, um, you're exactly right with what you said. I'm so glad the way you said it, the prophets who delivered the message uh, to Israel They were not exempt from the message they were bringing. They never were. It it was always to them and they were always included in that message. And so um, I'm so glad you pointed out your lyrics, you know, verse three of your song, woe to you church blue and red is your religion about what Jesus said, or does it fit your party mind? But then on the outro, woe to me, God, I am lost. My fate is certain. My lot's been tossed. I'm hungry before the King. Woe to me, I am undone. Oh, That's just so good. It's so rich. And it makes us stop and pause. And instead of going, get him, Jesus, it makes us stop and go, wait, why are you getting me, Jesus? (laughs) You know, I thought I was I thought I was here to point the finger at them. And I think it's so important right now because you talked about the way your heart has been broken over the division, over the past five years or so, which it's been going on much longer than that, but it's, it's Certainly. been, it's been so clear over the last five years. And I felt that same, uh, I felt that same way myself. I still feel it, you know, whether it be over vaccines or whatever and all the false information that people just continue to spread and, and it continues to go and just breaks my heart. And I want to go, yeah. are you guys, you know, are, are you guys even in the same religion? You know, sometimes like, I know you say you're Christians, but I hear very little Christ. It it, it sounds like to me, all you are is against the other side, much more than you are about serving Jesus, you know, and it doesn't even sound like the gospel in any way. Um, There's very little good news in the news that's being proclaimed. So um, yeah, yeah, all, all that is to say, this is, this is a beautiful way that you have, uh, sort of taken the the folk tradition of protest song and weaved it into a message uh, for those of us, I, I think outside the church too, but especially those of us in the church who, who need to hear this message and be reminded um, of, of who we are and to where we need to return. Um, so I, yeah, I'm a big fan of the song. I, I really appreciate it. And, and thank you so thank much you. for kind of going in depth it was it was kind of like a behind the music slash song exploder episode, you know, here uh, today. Um, and and speaking of which, I, I do want to talk a little bit about um, some of the the technical side when I when I mentioned song yeah. exploder because that's that's such a great show too, and just the way they kind of oh, yeah, cool. behind the scenes. You've done a great job of laying out the message to us today. And it's a powerful message that we all need to hear. Uh, once again, Chris Hoisington has produced this. And I know from working with Chris, too, he's he um, does a great job. He and Anthony both. Um, but tell us a little bit about some of the unique sound of this, because old Bear uh, Records, you guys always have. Uh, what what is labeled the uh, the upstream sound as they call it, <laughs> but there is kind of a feel I think, regardless of who the artist is, that I think you can always kind of tell like, oh yeah, that's a that's an old bear, you know, product. What, what went into the making and sort of sonically, um, what went into making the sound of this particular track? What were some of the tricks that you can can tell us behind the scenes that went into making this?
3: it
2: is maybe one of the, maybe the most sonically complicated song that we've released. Honestly, the way it, uh, even in post-production, uh, continued to, uh, transform with just the kind of magical flourishes by Chris and, and our, uh, mix and master engineer, uh, Evan Sealing is that, uh, we started off, um, with this one, I think one of the things was we recorded a, a scratch track. And for this group of songs that it's coming out as a, a batch of singles, you know, being released over time, sure. it was initially intended to be an EP. But with COVID and everything slowing things down, they're kind of coming out one at a time. But uh, the group of songs that came out as an EP in January 2020 uh, was more of a stark uh, folk sound Mm -hmm. uh to it the till i see you again album um there's a lot of sonic stuff happening but it's definitely more stark in this we wanted to go with uh a lot more uh of a lush soundscape a lot more band oriented as well Mm -hmm. uh with till i see you again a lot of it was just uh just a patchwork just a quilt of sounds that came in and out and there wasn't like traditional band uh building blocks in there but but, uh with this album uh let us say um sun won't shine this song and some others that are coming out there's definitely you've got drums bass guitars right Mm -hmm. which is uh a little more traditional but i think the first thing we tracked was um we took a kick and a snare that uh brennan blauers played and chris hoisington the producer hopped on the board and he doesn't do too much of the engineering, but he took it and with filters and a tons of crazy effects. He made the filters into Mm -hmm. like kind of loop sound. And so it didn't even sound like drums anymore. And that kind of gave it the groove a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we recorded drums and bass Jeremy Thompson played, um, played guitars, Anthony Hoisington and Eric Anderson played, uh, keys. Um, Eric played that like roadsy kind of sound that, uh, uh, keyboard. That's kind of so, uh, ominous at the beginning. And, uh, yeah, it, it just kind of evolved over time, uh, into what it was with a ton of, um, crazy sound effects that occur like radio frequency kind of like phasing swirling things that mm-hmm. happen to, but to communicate the tension, you know, uh, and conflict that's happening in the song. Uh, and then over we had a, a big instrumental section at the end that we were like, should this be a solo or what should we do? And instead of like a, a big soloing instrument um, we just made it just the big wall of tension and sound and uh, I said it seems like we should have like a radio preacher like just shouting over this Mm -hmm. like section you know and I went out into the big room and they turned on one of the room mics and they're like okay Mm -hmm. just go and I sang a couple like uh, big like choir like harmonies but then I just uh, found, um, the verse that I ended up uh, quoting was, um, you know, if, uh, now it's left me in this moment, but, uh, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I will mm-hmm. heal their land. And, uh, and so I just kind of shouted that like a radio preacher over mm-hmm. that, uh, over that solo part. And, uh, and it, it kind of, I think it worked. Yeah. Um, in that way, so that's some of the sonic stuff that went yeah. behind it. I can nerd out for too long, <laughs>
0: no. I probably
2: asleep at this point, but
0: no, that's good. Yeah, I was going to ask you who that radio preacher was that was uh, preaching all fire and brimstone on there. So that, it's good to find out it was you. So all along, it because it really does, it sounds like you've you taken somebody from the media or I, I like, I didn't know if it was because uh, it's, it's it's so late in there in the background of the music. I wasn't sure if it was some politician screaming at a rally or if it was, uh, you know, I, like it was, it's kind of hard to tell um, just in the midst of all the noises mixed in, but it sounds cool. It's got a really good feel. Um, and with all of the, the way that the instruments are colliding together and, and it fits like sort of the, um, the way that the, like you said, the instrumental solo would sometimes work and it fits really well. And I think it plays very nicely in with the rest of the song. So that's great. Well, you know, well, we're almost at the end of our time uh, together in our conversation, and I'm going to actually play the song rich man here on the podcast. And I'm going to make sure that in the show notes of voices in my head, on both our Substack page, which you can find um, at uh, you can find it both at rickleyjames.substack.com and, uh, and you can find it through, uh, voices in my head, uh, and even rickleyjames.com. There's so many places to find the podcast anymore, or you can just look up voices in my head in the show notes today. I will make sure and have links to everywhere that this song can be found. Uh, so you guys can go on and, and just with a simple, uh, click, go and, and listen to it yourself. But I do want people to be able to hear it on the show today and be able to find that. Um, But just before we we hear the song today and and finish our conversation out, um, I just wanted to to do a quick kind of life check on you, because, you know, this has been a a tough year and a half or so since the pandemic hit. And most of us haven't been traveling a whole lot. I know for me, I'm just finally starting to get to do some traveling again and some concerts and things. And so, you know, life has just been different and, and weird. Um, and so I just wanted to, to to kind of check up on you. Things hopefully going well. And I know you're. Are you still? Uh, uh, I, I know that you are, are unique in that you're not only on the label with Old Bear, uh, but you also serve with your church. You also serve your community with your job at the hospital. And I think you're. I think you're still doing all of those things together at the same time. So you're really serving in all these different areas. So um, I mean. How how are you? I mean, <laughs> just right now. I know any one of <laughs> are those you crazy? things can be yeah, any one of those things can be stressful. So I just wanted to kind of do kind of a life checkup. How are you? So
2: it's wild, you know. Um last year was uh threw us all into disarray in so many ways. Um yeah. and as a so as a musician, everything everything stopped. Mm-hmm. Um and honestly, I walked through, uh, a time of, um, addressing some, uh, some struggles of depression that I had been, um, fighting with poor tools for, uh, a while. And, uh, and during the pandemic, I was able to hone in on it a little more and, uh, and talk to somebody about it. And it really helped, uh, really helped a lot, uh, for me. So I, I had a lot of, uh, personal growth in, in addressing, uh, some issues of anxiety and, and depression that I'd, uh, been, uh, not succeeding at, uh, at staving off. And, uh, the, so music went on hold. I had all the songs that are being released this year were already in the can, just not mixed and mastered. And it's interesting how, like I feel more confident now in the message of rich man <laughs> in yeah. 2021 than I even did in 2018 yeah. uh, when I wasn't sure if I was going to release it. And so actually just the conflict of the last year, even more so was like, oh man, I need to, that's definitely something, something to say.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but working at the hospital, I work in the Respiratory Institute of the Cleveland Clinic. And so we were mm. um at the number two uh, hospital in the U.S., uh, during the, in the respiratory Institute during the height of a, uh, respiratory pandemic. And, wow. uh, so there was a lot of, um, a lot of stress related to working at the hospital in that time mm. and, uh, saw, uh, saw a lot of sad things, but, um, the Lord provided for us and, and protected us, uh, through it. Uh, our family did get sick in January. And uh, hmm. but we were largely protected uh, from from long term uh, effects of that. Cool. Uh, my wife Amy and and my uh, three kids are doing well. Uh, Paisley is uh, six, and Bo is five, and Amar is turning three next week. They're doing wow. great and great. Uh, love and life. Yeah. So yeah, and church, you know, church is uh, was another wild uh, for wild front to be on in the in the past year yeah. trying to figure out streaming and all sorts of yeah uh, conversations to have about how church should go forward so um i'm appreciating settling into a little bit of a groove now yeah. starting this summer
0: for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. same same here Well, Weston, I appreciate you. I'm so thankful that uh, we're getting some new music from you as uh, the year begins to to get back to some normalcy again. Uh, I'm glad that you're doing well. I'm grateful for this new song and we're going to play it right now. It's called Rich Man. Uh, It was just released on July 16th and you can find it everywhere that music is streaming right now. As I say to my guests every week, Weston Skaggs, thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week. Thank you, Rick.
1: Oh, to you rich man, you worship comfort and ignore the struggle of other citizens.
0: Thank you for joining me here this week on Voices in My Head. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleejames.com, where you can find out more about me, get my music on vinyl and CD, follow my blog, and even schedule me for a concert or a speaking engagement. Better yet, even a book signing in your neighborhood. You can find all that and more at rickleejames.com. Also, it would mean a great deal to me if you could write a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast will be online. And now, for the benediction, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. God bless you, and thank you for listening to Voices in name.